Yeah, baby. Yeah. Welcome to episode 2.20 of the Commissioner Kellen podcast. I just noticed while looking through previous episodes to see what number episode this is, that we have two episode 2.16s. So we skipped 2.19, we're back on track now. This is 2.20. Welcome back. What are we going to do today? We got, well, it's the last week of the fantasy football regular season. There is a lot online. We will start, though, with guillotine where there really is no playoffs. Tommy will join us for his execution. But first, we will do linchpins. We will do liability of the year. We will do survey results. Tommy will discuss why he died. And then we got cut off by Zoom. So Tommy has yet to hear his poem. He has to listen back to hear his lovely poem of death. So that's where we'll finish that one. Keeper and auction league. We will do the same thing in both. We'll do auction first and then keeper. Same schedule as always. We'll recap last week's action, high scores, low scores. Uh, just like last week, I will cover the standings. Again, we'll do a review there. Since there's just one week left before playoffs, there's a lot on the line with seeding, obviously. Uh, keeper league, the playoff teams are set. Not so fast, my friend, in auction league. Uh, I think there are four teams mathematically fighting for two spots but realistically there's three teams fighting for two spots i believe tune in for more information and for clarification um but that is it as far as the schedule goes let's get going awesome powers take us out we'll get going on the guillotine league here shortly Tommy, welcome back. I'm sorry it's not under better circumstances, but how are you doing today? I'm doing much better today after a week of fighting the flu. Yeah. Um, tough week having the flu, throwing up, diarrhea, and being eliminated from guillotine. Uh, not, not in that order. Yeah. <laughs> Some GOFD, good old-fashioned diarrhea. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I wondered why you missed hockey on Monday. I was like, oh, his head's on the line for this Monday night football game. He probably just skipped to to watch that. And then I found out you had the flu. So um, Yeah, I, I was miserable. Laughing. Except for when Mixon was scoring touchdowns on Matt's bench, I was laughing. But um, every time ETN <laughs> and Ingram touched the ball, I was miserable. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I was in the locker room sitting right next to Danko. You know, we got off the ice after a – Hard-fought, big team win against um, uh, who's the hacks? Raiders. Raiders, yeah, yeah, they're the worst. And we we won, and we're like, all right, let's check this out. And it was like, oh, I think Tommy's gonna squeak by. And then it went to overtime, and then there's like a stat change or something, and you just yeah. So so the Jaguars point one ahead. Jaguars had the ball, or they they what kicked a field goal or punted or whatever, and the Bengals had the ball. They're marching down the field. I checked the score. I'm like. I got a you know 1.3 cushion and then yeah. uh and then you know I didn't look at the app until they marched down kicked the game winning field goal and then I look at the app and Matt had 0.1 higher than me and I'm like what just happened <laughs> my job I, 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 I gasped 
went out I had a, I like what happened but i had a gift ready i was gonna drop the gift <laughs> um and then i'm like let me check the score first so i don't look like an asshole and oh god i would have looked <laughs> like an idiot if i sent a game-winning gif and then check the score and matt yeah matt would put that in my face but uh <laughs> wow what a battle what a battle it, it went down to the wire it, it even took overtime at a time you didn't want overtime, but uh, that's how she goes sometimes. Yeah. Crazy. Well, crazy. Yeah. It, that's a tough loss. It's a bad beat probably, uh, you know, since it came down to overtime like that, but it's how she goes sometimes. So we'll cover it in greater detail in a minute here. Um, our agenda, we're, we're going to do linchpins next. We're going to do liability of the year update. We'll do survey results and then we'll get back to why you died in more detail in your words. And then I'll kill you off with a poem. So we'll keep it moving. Perfect. So let's go to linchpins and I'll let you start. I believe uh, you have Joe Rico and I've got uh, Bimmy, B Jimmy. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll start with Matt since he was, uh, you know, close to home with, with your new rival. Week. Yeah. You know, at this point of the year, the linchpin for everyone is just who the heck do I even put in my lineup? Because right. um, at this point in time, it's not even that like your bench is outperforming your starters, but like people on the waiver wire are outperforming your starters. Like whoever, if, yeah. if me or Matt added like Puka Nakua last week, we would have ran away with it. It's just like, there's so many good players available. And like right yeah. now, if you look at Matt's roster, he has Lamar Jackson, Derek Henry, Etienne, Waddle and Flowers on his bench. And that's just that's just a little bit insane, but that's just it's absurd. Are. Yeah. Um for for him, I just have you you have um a lot of uh I would say volatile score type guys that uh could pay off for him. Um we'll, we'll just call it these guys aren't gonna get their projections. Um guys like A Chain, Gibbs, uh Smith, uh DJ Moore. Um, these are guys that they're always projected like 11, 12 points and they get sometimes three points and sometimes 28 points and anywhere in between. And, uh, in a, in a two week cycle that might be okay. Uh, but that's what you have to watch out for is, you know, are they in the right matchups to have their big weeks? Um, or are they in their in their bad matchups where you know like Gibbs for example like is Montgomery going to get the ball a little bit more uh against his old team in a in a bad weather type game outdoors you know you just sure. don't know what Gibbs is going to do in that game so um Henry's the Yeti he's in Miami so it's too hot so I get him on the bench but yeah, uh Yeti's yeah he just has well in he just has a ton of players that do not hit their projected which is both good and bad Sure. Maybe water just finds its level and he gets exactly his projection. I don't know. I do know Matt's off to a bad start after Thursday night football, four points from the Steelers defense. So I don't think it's panic time with a, an underwhelming performance from a defense, but it's not the start he was looking for. I tell you what, I played Steelers defense last week and that cost me because they only got me about six points. And, you know, with oh. a narrow margin like that, if I had just had a defense, get me seven or eight, I would have won. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't ignore the defenses at this point in the season, uh, especially when there's only four players. You should be able to tailor pick your, you know, pick pick a matchup that works for you against a really bad offense or you know one of these teams that's starting a nobody at quarterback. Yeah, 
yeah, there's plenty of bl- backup QBs playing right now. So target those maybe. I don't know. But, hey, I'm dead. So maybe don't follow my advice either. But yeah, very good. you got anything else on Matt? Um, no. I uh, I don't have him getting eliminated in this two-week segment. But um, he's been – he's like me, he's been scraping and clawing, but he's been making the right move. So we'll see how it goes. You've been dankoing your way through the competition. Yes. Some would say me. That's what I mean. <laughs> <Me. laughs> All right. Very good. I, I will move on to my first linchpin. I've got Jimmy up first and his linchpin is called just in time. And that's Justin as in Justin Jefferson. And he's back. I think he currently carries no injury designation on sleeper. He is quote unquote on track to return Sunday. So you just smash him into your lineup, right? Uh, Jimmy hasn't yet. Uh, He has other very strong options, but let's face it, it's Justin Jefferson. So none of those other options are as good as Justin Jefferson when healthy. But there's potential. Jimmy sits him and Jimmy misses out on a booming return from JJ. Maybe Jimmy's just willing to be a week late to the party and he needs to see it before he has confidence in starting him. Uh, Or maybe he changes his mind last minute. It's Justin Jefferson. I'm starting him. He's back. He gets him into that lineup. And Jefferson maybe ends up being the wrong choice to start with his first game back. He hasn't played in, what, a month and a half, two months? It's been a while. So Jimmy's on fire right now. But one wrong decision can cost you your head in this league. So choose carefully, Jimmy, with the Justin Jefferson situation. I actually voted Jimmy, just to tag along on that, I voted him as likely to die. And the reason for that is he's had the best wide receivers all year. And then he just added Justin Jefferson. (laughs) And he's going to have to sit one of these guys. Jimmy is the type of person that needs to be trading one of these guys for a running back. Because in my opinion, at this juncture, Pacheco, Jacobs, Bijan Robinson isn't going to cut it. Pollard. Uh, So... I would look at like flipping a guy like Diggs or Allen or, you know, one of those guys for a running back and then plugging in Jefferson. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe yeah, uh, if, if, if Matt's really going to sit Derrick Henry, like maybe you go get a Derrick Henry for yourself. Could be a match made in heaven. Right. Yeah. No, I hear you. It's something to think about. I wonder, he's probably had talks. He's a very active owner. I know. So yeah. He's probably reached out to some people to explore options, but maybe he's, I don't know, maybe he just loves him some Pacheco. I don't know. He's just hoarding all the wide receivers. <laughs> yeah, he's got them all. <laughs> all right, you got uh, you got Joe next. Yep. Uh, so for Joe, um, he needs Austin Eckler to, like, show up. <laughs> he's he's uh, Eckler, dead. He sucks. Eckler has 100 yards combined in his last three games. Um, that's, is that all that, purpose or just rushing? Uh, well, the thing is, uh, that's just rushing. But the thing is, if you yeah. if you add in his receiving, then he has 150 yards combined between his oh wow okay his last three games. He's just an absolute non-factor right now, mm-hmm. and um, uh, this coach is clearly getting fired. Uh, this team is very talented, and they just keep losing. Staley um, is but, such a moron. They have such an easy schedule, I would say, after the Denver game, because Denver's playing all right. But they have such an easy schedule that you would think he could get going here, but he has to get going. 
I don't know how Joe can confidently even play him at this point in the season. Um, even though it sounds silly to say that about Eckler, but that's where we are. Um, Kyron Williams, on the other hand, has been carrying him, but my dog. Maybe, maybe Kyron Williams comes back to earth against uh, Baltimore and Washington over the next two weeks. Probably not Washington, but maybe Baltimore. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. He's got these LA running backs that, um, you know, one's exceeding expectations and one isn't even sniffing expectations. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. But uh, all in all, I think Joe's got a good team. It just matters, uh, you know, if he plays the right guys or if he benches Metcalf again. Uh, I'm not saying specifically Metcalf, but if he benches a 30 point performance again, yeah. uh, that, that could cost him. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, I tried to trade for Austin Eckler in the, the keeper league that I dominate in and can never win a championship. Thank God Chris Barnes declined that offer. I I tried to target him maybe like a month ago. Like, oh, his end of season schedule is cake. But that dude sucks now. Yeah. He hasn't done anything. So I don't know. Well, is is uh who's the other guy in that backfield? Is it Kelly? Joshua Kelly, who I guess He's is the carries. Uh, so I think he's about to. That's the update. You know, you can trust these head coaches in the NFL as far as you can throw them. But Staley actually said yesterday they're going to make some changes, quote unquote, uh, for the backfield. And Kelly's going to get more carries. Yeah, that's why he's going to get fired. He's an idiot. So Austin Eckler, 40 touches. Lock it in. <laughs> Let's do your uh, your special points bet on that on, uh, on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know if I have the cojones for that. Eckler rushing yards plus rushing touchdowns uh, points bet. (laughs) Yeah. Lock it in. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one though. Eckler is very hard to trust right now. I will go final linchpin. Brendan, his linchpin is stop kicking the can down the road. And by kicking, yes, I am talking about Brendan's kicker. It's a problem. This is a four man league. And Brendan refuses to part ways with the 13th ranked kicker in fantasy, Evan McPherson. This dude is not good. He has missed five field goals so so far this year and two in his last five games. And Brendan owns him in every single league that he's in the same league as me in. Um, Keeper league, dynasty, IDP league, guillotine league, and shit. Probably in other leagues he's in. I know he's in at least one other league that I'm not in with like college buddies or something, or maybe it's work. I can't remember. I mean, but... just, Justin Tucker's literally on the waiver wire for free. Absurd. And, and when I, because I dropped him to stream a guy, or Zach Moss, I think it was, and then Aubrey ended up being the highest scoring kicker. Same thing I said with defenses. Like, there's four kickers. Go get a guy like Justin Tucker. He's available. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, wrong. this time of year, you're looking at kickers like playing indoors this week you know you're not necessarily like playing matchups with kickers you might look at it but you find find yourself a top 10 kicker playing in a dome or in miami or something this this week like that's how you play the game i i have to imagine Uh, that's what i would be doing in this scenario but brendan loves this kicker evan mcpherson for the sole reason that he drafted him in the dynasty idp league run he got ridiculed for it because he spent draft capital on a kicker which is fair to be ridiculed for he defended his choice in the group chat and he refuses to be proven wrong in a true little brother move i love brendan it needs, he i of course you do <laughs> another little brother brendan, brendan changed nothing to let it go it, dropping 20 this week yeah it, watch it happen watch it happen <laughs> this bum is going to cost brendan his head and a shot at glory at some point i think so <laughs> brendan just 
let it go. Evan McPherson is not Justin Tucker. He's not Dan Bailey, who I loved back in the day, who was actually good at kicking. This dude sucks. Yeah. Like, Aubrey literally has not missed a kick in his NFL he, career. He's a machine. That's he's why machine. I picked him up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's a good kicker to have. All right. Anything else on linchpins? No. I, I, um, well, we'll get the survey results, but, but, uh, yeah, it, I mean, any one of these teams could win the championship. Any one of these teams could be dead oh, yeah. in two weeks. It's it's wide open at this point. It's so wide open. I love it. It's getting serious. Final four, which reminds me, I will say, um, I said it in the chat. This is a two-weeker. So we will have our final three in two weeks' time. So don't panic if you have a bad week this week, but panic just enough. <laughs> All right, let's go to... I'd love to see someone get, like, 200 points and then still get... Oh, yeah. And then 40 the next week and they lose. That would be... We're getting to the point where if you're not getting 150, you're you're on the block. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep, that's kind of the target. All right, let's go to liability of the year. Everybody's favorite. Uh, We have six players now leading... or tied for the lead that have been cut three times. Adam Thielen, Brees Hall, Kelvin Ridley, David Montgomery, George Kittle, Travis Etienne. Those are the six. Did I count that up right? That yeah, yeah, six of them. Um, twenty nine have been cut twice. Uh, I'll read it quickly. Uh, Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, Amari Cooper, Anthony Richardson, Bajan Robinson, Brandon Aubrey, Brian Robinson Jr., Cooper Cup, Darren Waller, Debo Samuel, Devontae Smith. DJ Moore, Elijah Moore, Evan Ingram, Jahan Dotson, Jake Ferguson, Jamal Williams, James Cook, Jared Goff, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Joe Burrow, Jonathan Taylor, Justin Herbert, Michael Pittman, Najee Harris, Saquon Barkley, Steelers defense, Tony Pollard, and Tua Tungaviola. 94 players have been cut once. I will not read those. Someone, someone might get to four after this next execution. Uh, we will see. Montgomery, I mean, he's I it's kind of amazing that he's been cut three times because he's been very good. So Maybe it's just that locker room cancer. I'd hate to see it, but it's possible. Did was he on your I, team? Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't pay much for him. He was very effective yeah. for me. Okay. I mean, uh, it, he's he every week you're like, eh, how much more is Gibbs gonna take? But he scores a touchdown every game. Yeah. Actually, this yeah. week I think he only got me like 12 points, but it was with a touchdown. So he didn't do much other than the touchdown. Okay. Yeah, he's he's definitely the red zone guy, though. He's losing shares. Losing shares, scary words. All right, uh, it might be yeah, might be a Montgomery week. You know, playing his old uh, former team at their field, Soldier Field. So we will see. I, I would still play him if I had him. Absolutely. Okay, let's go to survey results. We'll get right into it. Question one: Who had the worst free agent pickup? And Rico's Devonta Smith pickup for $5 received three votes out of a total of, I think we're at 11 votes total. We're grasping at this point. Um, you know, yeah. what the, what's a bad pickup at this point? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So he, he won, quote unquote, with three votes, but there were three other uh, options that received two votes apiece. Uh, apiece. Jimmy's Justin Jefferson pickup for 66 received two votes of hate. Brendan's David Montgomery for $10 received two votes. And Jimmy's George Kittle pickup for $3 received two. And then there was 
There were two that received one vote each. Jimmy's Jalen Hurts pickup for 21 and Jimmy's Tony Pollard pickup for three received a vote. Uh, yeah, hard to hard to hate any of them, but you got to vote for somebody. Question two, who had the best free agent pickup? Uh, Jimmy wins this one uh, pretty handily. Four votes for Jalen Hurts for 21 bucks. Uh, and then everyone else tied for second place with two votes apiece. Justin or Jimmy for Justin Jefferson for the 66. Brendan's Michael Pickman pickup for 10. And Brendan's David Montgomery for 10. Those all received two votes. Who is the safest this execution period? Jimmy runs away with it. Eight votes out of 11. The only other team to receive votes was Brendan, three votes. And then most in danger for this execution period, Orico takes this one with four votes. Then there's a tie for second uh, with three votes apiece is Joe and Brendan. And then Jimmy got one vote for most likely to die. Now to the important one. Let's just, well, the you know, a lot of discussion this week about the playoff committee for college football. So the question is, let's just lock Michigan into the playoff. I'm not worried about seeding, but who are the other three teams you believe belong in the playoff with them? And of course, since everyone would, everyone would have agreed that Central Michigan, Notre Dame, LSU should be the answer, I excluded <laughs> that. So, um, but the the majority agrees with me and with the committee that they got it right. That the answer is Alabama. Texas and Washington should have joined Michigan. I am surprised after all the outrage in the group chats I'm in that that was the, the winning vote, but second place with two votes is Florida state, Texas, Washington. So that's where you see that Florida state snub. People believe they should have gotten in over Bama and then one vote for Georgia, Alabama, Washington. Oh, that would have, Man, someone either. lost the best four teams. I maybe, may I, it's still hard to argue that. I, yikes, that that's a slippery, dangerous slope, though, including Alabama and not the team that beat them, Texas, and then Georgia, who already lost in the postseason. That that would have irked me a little bit. But what are your thoughts on this, Tommy? Go ahead. I think you have a take as well. Well, you know, uh, us men like to talk about scenarios when we watch our sports. We're like, if this, then, and if this, sure. then, if this, this, and this, then, you know, we love doing that. And I've been doing that basically since week three. Um, so <laughs> I, I, I've been planning for the chaos. I've been prepared for this. And um, yeah. what I'll say is that the Texas Longhorns uh, owe their playoff lives to Alabama not because they beat Alabama at the beginning of the year, but because Alabama beat Georgia. And here's my yeah. take. Georgia wins that game. You have undefeated Georgia, undefeated Michigan, undefeated Washington, undefeated Florida State. Texas yeah. is left out at five. The only reason that Texas gets brought into the picture is because of that head-to-head -head win. And as soon as Alabama won that game against Georgia – you, yeah. you can't leave one loss SEC champion Alabama out of the playoff, nope. but you can't put them above a Texas team that beat them in their own home. Alabama so and Texas were Texas, a package deal. Texas brought, or Alabama brought Texas along with them. And yes. so if, if Georgia wins that game, we're not talking about Texas being a playoff team and Florida State doesn't get screwed. So that's yep. my take is that Georgia ultimately owes Florida State an apology. 
and uh, Sarkeesian <laughs> yeah. uh, continues to be in Saban's debt because that was a package deal. Yep. Bama and Texas were a package deal. So it probably means as a result that Georgia and Florida State were a package deal. Am I following you correctly? That who and Florida State were a package deal? Georgia. Georgia and Florida State were a package deal, and Alabama and Texas were a package deal. Yeah. And when that game ended, I thought to myself, Florida State's probably screwed unless they absolutely bury Louisville, yeah. which they did not. Yeah, they they failed to get style points in any game since Jordan Travis went down. And and, and I did say this. I did say this. I said if Texas like survives Oklahoma State, yeah, uh, not a good look. They probably get left out, and we're talking about Alabama, Florida State. I, I yeah. think if they if they survive in Oklahoma State team, you could make that argument. But they proved to the nation that they're a top four team, and um, you know, the I get that the games on the field matter, but if you look at Alabama the first five weeks of the year versus the team that you saw against Flor or against uh, Georgia and the other teams late in the season, it's an apple and an orange. Um, yeah. and if you know Florida State against LSU looked like the best team in the country. You know, what are they today? It sucks for the kids. It sucks for the coaches. It sucks, sucks for the fans. But um, the committee made the correct decision for, for first and foremost money, but they made the correct decision for the fans to watch the two best playoff games possible. hundred percent. I, I don't want to watch that Florida state team. It, with Jordan fan, Travis, I, I would love to watch them. Yeah, as a fan, I appreciate that they put the best product on the field for the playoffs. Yes, um, I agree 100%. The people with fake outrage about, oh, they made just financial decisions. Welcome to how the freaking world works. Yeah, I mean, Texas like, is sniffing the playoffs for the first time ever. The committee's going to yeah. figure out how to put them there. Yeah, life's tough. Get a helmet. You, They made the right decision. It's a hill I'll die on. I, I think it's fake outrage about Florida State. Yeah, I, you know, I hate it. I don't like it, but they made that yeah. answer. Yeah, they're undefeated. That you all you can do is play the games on your schedule, and they're like, "Oh, what kind of message does this send to little kids? You should just give up if you if your quarterback gets hurt." No, you you needed to play better in the games without him. You didn't. Now you're missing out. My personal favorite is the people that tweet like, "Oh, the system's broken." Well, well that's why they're changing the system. <laughs> like, what do you not right. understand? Right. Yeah. So uh, in future years, this is not going to be up for debate. Yeah. And if you're debating like, oh, we should have been the 11 seed, then, you know, you, screw you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. We uh, we're getting the five minute warning on Zoom. So we're we'll keep it moving. Last question was, uh, who are you? Thanks to everyone. But Nick and cousin Tommy and Mark, everyone else voted. So thank you to the to all of you. Uh, but yeah, thanks for uh that playoff discussion, I think we align in a lot of ways. I I 100% pick up what you're putting down. We're getting right. a, a rematch of one lost teams in the final, too. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. All right. Uh, real quick, did you have a bet you wanted to, you wanted to pass along for the week? I think I've got well, mine if you have yours. I, I have kind of a stupid one, but if you're looking for some, some juicy odds, we're talking plus 400. Um, on uh, Sunday, December, energy. Sunday, December 10th, I'm going to go off the grid, not go football, but hockey. Oh, the 
San Jose Sharks have scored. I know it's a, a touchy subject, but <laughs> the San Jose Sharks have scored more than five goals four games in a row. Oh, wow. They are having a nice little team bonding road trip in Vegas over the next three days. And uh, they play at Vegas on Sunday. Um, Vegas, we're going to get you're going to get fat, juicy odds on that one. Vegas starting goalie is currently hurt. Um, oh. You can probably even get the puck line plus one and a half at underdog odds. Like pro- it'd probably be like plus one fifty. Um, I I think the Sharks could uh, could pull it off if you're feeling frisky. If you're looking okay. for some some dabble action to to you know maybe turn five bucks into twenty bucks or five bucks into ten bucks if you want to go puck line. I'm saying the Sharks or a hundred bucks into four hundred bucks. That's scared what, that's money what don't I'm make saying. money. Let's go. That's what I'm saying. But See, I thought the, you were maybe, going Vegas flu with it. Like, oh, they're feeling good. They're going to rip it up in Vegas, and then they're going to play like shit on Sunday. But you want the other one. This team sucks. They're not good, but they're playing their best hockey, and they yeah. do step up for the Vegas games because that's, like, their rival. And Vegas yeah. isn't going to step up like, oh, big rivalry game. They're going to be like, oh, stat pad game. We're playing the Sharks. Sure. The Sharks are playing fast hockey, and some of their rookies have come on. So, um Look for them to. I think Vegas beat them like six nothing in the first game. So look for look for the Sharks to maybe surprise them early and hang on. Revenge. To sure. Well, that's my short and sweet. But the bet I was going to do. We talked about David Montgomery any, uh, earlier. Anytime touchdown scores minus one ten, it's kind of automatic. But hit it every week, you'll make money. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yep, it, it works. Jimmy's also doing that. All right, we got under three minutes um to go so tommy why did you die we may have to record your poem separately so take all the time you want yes well i i can't say that i'm ultimately too upset with how my team performed because it's just that that point in the season where you don't have you know someone posting 120 or less to bail you out um you know ultimately you know, I could even look to roster decisions as to why I died. But, I mean, every single person on my team basically got 10 points. Really, the Steelers, Najee Harris had 8.7, and Steelers' defense only got me three points. Um, It, it really comes down to a defense. Uh, <laughs> the defense is the yeah. only piece that let me down. How about that? Um, and, and Zach Moss, I thought, was a, a power stream, and it just wasn't. Um, He... He was a lock for DraftKings lineup lineups last week. He, was like, he oh, got he, 19 he, touches. He just didn't do anything. Yeah, did nothing. Um, it's like he got them three yards every time, and then they passed for a touchdown, which I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I thought Zach Moss was a, a lock for 20 points. Yeah, I, I did too. I, you tell you. Yeah, yeah. I figured that was a factor as well. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's such a shallow league now with only well five teams at the time. I mean, the, you, the bad performances you had, there was only like two of them: Zach Moss yeah. and Steelers oh, defense. Speaking of two of them, uh, Tua, I yeah. played over Jalen Hurts, which obviously, uh, if you look at the numbers, Jalen Hurts would have got me to the next round, and Tua did not. Yeah, yeah. Um, you could question my decision to ever sit Jalen Hurts, but Tua Tagovailoa finished the week with 21.2 points he had 21.2 points with three minutes left in the second quarter he did not throw the ball a single time the second half he handed it off in the third quarter 
he did not play the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um. So Washington being too much of ass is why. Uh, <laughs> why I lost as well. That's so, that's the doomsday scenario if the matchup is too good. That's it was too too good. So oh, that's all I got. Good. All right. Well, we're gonna get cut off here any second. So yes, um, I will uh. Let, let's just hang up now. We'll we'll talk real quick. I'm not recording. And now it is time for Tommy's poem. <clears throat> back to back weeks now for this family. Today we kill from Lorenz yet another. First we had Ricky, but now it's Tommy or Lorenz hyphen little brother. The last of the koozies to fall. We hoped you'd make a run for the team, but you die early as well. This game is cruel and unfair and oh so mean. We look at your squad and we see why you fell. No Jonathan Taylor meant Zach Moss would smash, but what the hell. Three points from a defense that's supposed to be great. Thanks a lot, Pittsburgh Steelers. They suck so hard, I think we should rename them something more like the Schittsburg Goblin, Dick Goblin Kneelers. Ooh, that was a tough one. It wasn't all bad. 21 from Tua and 22 from Michael Pittman, but then just 8 from Kittle. I'm sure you're so mad you could call a hitman. And now, Tommy, I'm sorry, but we've got to get cracking. That's the punishment, you see, for when your team gets caught slacking. Come on over to the dark side and join all of your buds. There's a lot of us now, and we're cooler than the live crew, so we're some real studs. But now it's your time to meet your untimely end. You made a good run, but it's time to get dead. Enter the blade and exit your head. You're thinking, man, it would have been a lot more fun to just win this damn league instead. Unfortunately for you, this is the end of the line. You had a long season. Job well done. You did just fine. But this is farewell. So for you, we'll shed a tear. Have a quick morn. Take a deep breath and recover. We'll see you next year. The price is wrong, bitch. Big Booty Mix is back. To take us through this auction league and keeper league coming up next. Let me know what you think. Do you like the big booty mix touch that it brings to the pod? Do you miss the classics from Party One? Let the commission know. And I'll know if you listen to the pod or not. So, real sneaky moves there by the commission. Sneaky, sneaky moves. Alright, auction league. What are we doing today? I'm going to recap last week first. High scores, low scores, all that good stuff. I'll do a standings review, just like I did last week. We have just one final week before playoffs. So, a lot can happen with seeding, a lot can happen with bye weeks, a lot can happen with who the hell is getting into the playoffs and who's going home. I will end by previewing matchups quickly and picking winners. That'll be a little bit of a rapid fire. But, let's go recap last week. High score on the week goes to yours truly, 181 point. Six four, taking down Cam and Cam. 
we got a message for you. Got your ass is right. Laid the highest score on the week on your ass. And okay, you also got the lowest score on the week. I got 181. You got 110.65. That was an ugly matchup. We'll take it. We are still fighting for our playoff lives. Cam, this season is over. As a league, in total, we scored 1,421.64 points, which is right around the average. The average on the season is 1,400.5, so just slightly above the average. Uh, it is a pretty average week. Um, that's really it. That's all we had to discuss there. Let's talk about standing. Congrats to the teams that have clinched playoff spots. There are only three of them, Matt, Jose, and Rick. Condolences to the eliminated teams. Brett was already eliminated last week. He's got a buddy now, thanks to me. Cam joins Brett in the eliminated crew. So, three teams have clinched playoffs. There are now a number of teams fighting for those final three playoff spots. And those teams are Eric, Singer, myself, Mark, and Tommy. That's three spots for five teams. Tommy needs a whole lot to happen. He has a very outside shot of making it. Uh, mathematically, he has a chance. Realistically, he is toast. Tommy, I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. Less than one, less than 1% chance that Tommy gets in, I would say. I don't like my chances either. I've got a brutal matchup against Jose staring me in the face. Um... I'm not feeling good, to be honest. There's a lot for this group to play for, though. Um, who knows how it all shakes out. We're all just looking for a ticket to this dance. A six-win team might make it in. And I think we're all at six wins, yeah. Um, Singer, myself, and Mark are all at six wins. Tommy is one game behind at five wins. Eric has seven wins, so Eric is probably likely to get in, but yeah, that's a, one singular six-win team might get into the playoffs, but it's looking like seven wins is the mark we're going to need to punch our ticket. Let's talk bye week. Matt has clinched the bye. Jose and Rick are the only two other teams that could snag that second bye. They currently have the same record, but Jose has the edge in points. So if both teams win... Rick needs to outscore Jose by about 80 points to catch him and take that bye week. Or if Jose wins and Rick wins, uh, I'm sorry, if Jose loses and Rick wins, Rick takes the bye. If both win or both lose and Rick doesn't outscore Jose by that embarrassing amount, everything stays as it currently sits with Jose in the bye spot. Okay, that covers it. That's all the scenario. Let's talk about some matchups. Lots on the line here. First matchup is my own against Jose. I, I need this one so badly just to stay alive. Jose wants it for the bye, but he doesn't need it. But Jose is just flat out a better team than I am. I don't see myself beating him. I wish I could come up with some scenario where I have a realistic chance. Uh, but it's 
a very small chance, like I said earlier, that I squeak into the playoffs uh, with a loss here. Because I think I go down. I think Jose ends my season this game. Um, he's just too much. Damn it. Last night, I should have started Zeke. I think he came close to a 30-burger. Let's check that out. We have the technology. I'm on the wrong week. The commission is a mess. Yeah, Zeke's got 23 on my bench. Uh, Jose already had Steelers defense go. Got him seven. Not the start I was looking for. Uh, Zeke could have maybe changed the tune of, of how I'm feeling about things if I had started him. So. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Yeah, I'm taking Jose here to knock me out in the playoff line. Next matchup, we got Rick versus Brett. There's kind of a whole lot of nothing going on here. Rick has a playoff spot already locked up. Uh, and, and is actually rooting for me to beat Jose so he can take over that bye week spot. I don't think I can come through with him uh, or come through for him. Brett may have given up. Uh, I think he currently has Kyler as his QB2. He does. He didn't change that from time of note-taking last night. That's unfortunate. Maybe he's making a move today or tomorrow or Sunday, but right now it's not looking good. It's Kyler's on bye. That's why that's a, good, a bad play. That's sad to see. Brett's season of horrible luck is over after this game. But uh, I have faith in my old roommate that he fixes his lineup and pulls off the upset. To end on a high note. So I'm picking Brett here. Brett snipes the dub. Throw me down, Brett. Next matchup, Matt versus Singer. Matt's team is a fucking unit. It's tough to beat Matt's team. And Singer, like me, is fighting for his life. I don't think Singer can get it done. It's very similar to my matchup against Jose. These teams are just quite simply better than ours, I think, right now. Good news for me is I can back into playoffs if I just barely outscore Singer if we both lose. I don't know how Singer gets the win here. He seems outmatched, just like I do against Jose. Um, there's, not, there's not a lot you can do against Matt's team. So my pick is Matt, because I think the better team wins, just like Jose beats me. Maybe I outscore Singer enough to, to win the tiebreaker. That's my only hope. So I'm taking Matt there. Matchup number four, Tommy versus Mark. Two teams fighting for their playoff lives. I have Mark coming away with the dub here. Main reason here is his wide receivers with Tyreek, Justin Jefferson being back, and Steph Curry. That is an insane arsenal of wide receiver talent. I think he, uh, he pulls away. Mark does from Tommy. With all the other positional matchups being pretty close, in my opinion. So I got Mark there. Final matchup, Cam versus Eric. Eric is winless in his last three games, but in a win-and-in situation still. Cam is dead, just like his effort level after September. Um, actually, I don't know if he ever even filled his bench. Um, stay hot, Cam. Eric will win this game. He tries. Cam does not. Eric will take advantage of the freebie and secure his playoff spot. Plus, his team is just better all around. Eric, dub, Eric, playoff. That's it, boys. We got this in in nine minutes, under 10 minutes. So we'll cut it off here. We'll go to the Keeper League. Good luck to all of you. Still having uh, something on the line, something to play for. Exciting time of year.
Gonna repeat myself. What's up, boys? Uh, Big Booty Mix is back. Take us through this Keeper League segment. Let me know if you like it. Let me know if you hate it. If you missed Party 1, you want to stick with the classics, let me know. But looking for feedback. And as I mentioned in Auction League, it'll tell me that you listen to the pod, too. So that old sneaky commission is always up to something. What are we going to do today? Standard, standard agenda. First, I'll recap last week. High scores, low scores. We do have an addition to the top scoring list of all time. Exciting times. You'll never guess who it is. Then I'll review standings, just like I did last week. One week to go before playoffs. Uh, with lot, uh, it's not as exciting as the auction league if you listen to that one. Um, but still quite a bit on the line for positioning and bye weeks. Then I'll end. Preview of matchups, picking winners. That'll be very close. Rapid fire segment there. We're just going to get it done on a Friday afternoon here. Let's recap last week. High score on the week with a score of 206.78 points. Good enough now for sixth place on the all time list is the commission. That's right. Blew up over 200. Actually, left some points out there, too. Wasn't even my best performance, but we're not going to be greedy. This team might be heating up at the right time heading into playoffs. Come on, Golden Ponies. Don't let me down. Big week for the commission. We hope to keep that momentum going. Low score on the week went to Eric, the leader, I believe, in the Marvin Harrison sweepstakes. 115.78 points. That's a tough one. Total as a week, or as a league last week, we scored 1,544.06 points, which is about 50 points higher than average. This was actually our fourth highest scoring week. One, two, no, I'm sorry. Third highest. Third highest scoring week of the year. Big week. Let's talk about standings. The teams that have clinched playoff spots. Chris Barnes, Joe, Kellen, Matt, Sko, all have mathematically clinched. But Rick, I'm sorry, you're done. As we discussed via text one-on-one a few days ago, you need Singer to lose and you need to win and to outscore Singer by nearly 300 points. So that's not going to happen. Apologies. Singer... Check yourself into the playoff hotel. Welcome. There's room for one more. You've got the room. So our six teams are set. Now we're all just fighting for seeding, fighting for bye weeks. Chris Barnes and Joe Barnes currently own the bye weeks for the one and two seeds. This is fun. One of them is guaranteed to get that bye, and one of them is guaranteed to lose it because they play each other this week. Lovely, lovely, lovely. So, myself, Arico, and Sko are alive for that second buy spot. I have the most points, so I'm win and in for that buy spot. Arico can catch me if he wins and outscores me by 40, so it's possible. Uh, that'd be a big week, though. Sko is quite a bit behind, so he needs Arico and I to lose for him to get that buy. He's alive, alive for the buy. But yeah, one of the Barnes brothers will lose the buy week. Lots online. Love to see it. Where am I going? Matchups. Let's break it all down. First matchup, myself versus Singer. Two playoff teams. 
I'm fighting for a bye. Singer is simply jockeying for position. Not too much to come from a singer win or a singer loss. I'm confident here. I think my decision to sit Zeke last night, uh, 30 points on my bench, that hurts. I think it makes it a little closer for comfort than I'd like. But I'm going to say the Golden Ponies win a 15-point game, thanks to some elite wide receivers bailing them out. And we secure that bye. So I'll see y'all in the semis. <laughs> Starting to give me a semi, if you know what I'm saying. Next matchup, the Barnes Bowl. Chris Barnes versus Joe Barnes. Insanely close brother matchup here with a lot on the line. Winner keeps the bye. Loser loses the bye. One win counts as two wins here. And I couldn't have a tougher time picking a winner here. When in doubt, I turn to nature. Where big brother always beats little brother. So I'm picking Chris here. Big bros unite. Joe, you're going down. You're losing the bye. Hate to see it. Tough return for Justin Jefferson. Third matchup, Eli versus Brendan. There's absolutely nothing to see here. Nothing on the line. Eli won his championship, so I will pick Brendan to end his season on a high note. We're on to 2024. Both teams say in unison. Matchup number four, Sko versus Rick. Rick's got his regrets this year. It was a tough season for him, how it, uh, a lot of it unfolded. I would love to pick him here to end his season on a high note, but I just can't. Sko's team is simply better. Sko's Skull wins here by 10, I would say, in a close matchup because I think Jameer Gibbs has a 9 reception, 12 carry, 150 yard uh, yards total, all-purpose yards, and a touchdown. 30-point day for the Lions uh, running back as the Lions go on to lose at Soldier Field in a nasty weather game. You heard it here first. I think it's going to be a tough tough week for our Leo. Something's wrong. they got to figure it out. It's going to be the wake-up call they really need. Final matchup, Matt versus Eric. Eric's burnt toast for this year. Matt has a somewhat decent chance at a bye, so he'll do everything he can to get this win. Like I said for the Barnes uh, Bowl, one win might count as two for Matt, depending on what I do uh, in my matchup. Or if he just outscores me by, I think, 40 was the number was. So, so you're telling me his chance. I think Matt gets it done. I, I think uh, he gets that win. Thanks mostly to his wide receiver core and CMC being the main difference makers there. Whether or not he gets the bye depends on whether or not I win my matchup, so we'll see how that goes. But I think Matt gets the win to give himself a chance. That is all I have for today. Hopefully some good quick info for the boys. Got it done. Enjoy your pod consumption uh, whenever you get around to it. Good luck to all the teams with something uh, still on the line here. Tomorrow, or uh, not tomorrow. Next week's going to be exciting. Playoffs. Playoffs, baby. That's when this shit really matters. How will Kellen choke this year? Tune in next week to find out. Good luck, boys. Stay healthy. Have a good weekend. Be safe.